Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? Super Great Kids Stories is a podcast full of fun tales to make you laugh and cry. For anyone aged 5 to 105, our storytellers share awesome tales which will stay in your head forever. Before you know it, you'll be the storyteller, telling your own version of these stories to your friends and family. Find, subscribe and download Super Great Kids Stories wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents... This is an important public service announcement on behalf of the Comedy Club for Kids Radio Nonsense podcast. Warning, there has been a mass spreading of stinky hippos across the globe. People have been finding and indeed smelling their stinky hippos in such unusual places as inside yogurt pots, on top of the cat, hiding behind the television, in that small drawer in the kitchen that no one knows what it's for. Behind your ears. Yes, really, check there immediately. Ugh, that's why your ears smelled of a tar pit filled with 700-year-old sewage that was carried there by a rotten potato. Here are the signs that there is a stinky hippo in the vicinity. Sign 1. You can see a stinky hippo. They look like a hippo because they're a hippo. They stink and look stinky. If you see something that looks like that, it is a stinky hippo and it's there and it stinks. Sign 2. You can smell a smell that is like the smells your grown-ups make in the toilet, but times 10 and your grown-ups aren't currently in the toilet. It smells like someone boiled cauliflower in a pot full of horse's wee. It smells like the famous corpse flower, but if someone had farted on one. Sign 3. Someone says, oh no, there is a stinky hippo here. If you see, hear or smell any of those signs, immediately contain the rancid hippo in some sort of sealed container like a Tupperware box, your grown-up shoes or the butter dish. Then call the Stinky Hippo Collection Squad on Oh Dear, Oh Dear, Stinky Stinky 5 and they'll be round in a jiffy to safely whisk it away, leaving your home to smell like it used to. You know, full of your burps and old socks. Ah, fragrant. So, remember, smell a stink, have a think, give us a ring. Cook. This has been a public service announcement on behalf of the Comedy Club for Kids Radio Nonsense Podcast. Oh, hello, listeners. It's me, Tin, and it's only a quick message from me this week as Comedy Club for Kids HQ has been besieged by stinky hippos after too many of you, including this week's question asker, Connor, have sent them in. Honestly, the only thing I say every week was ask your irate shaved gorillas, sorry, grown-ups, to help you send in questions or jokes or anything you like to podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. But do not, I repeat, do not send in any stinky hippos. That's all I ever say. Don't send them in. And yet, 
Here I am, with stinky hippos up to my eyes, and my eyes are very sad about it, and the whole place smells like someone burned a cow dung toasty and gave it to a wet dog. It is awful, and it smells so badly. So, uh, I'm currently using a big spade to fling them out the window. Here we go! Until the collection squad can get here, which means that until then, you'll just have to listen to this week's brilliant returning guest answering Connor's very important question. I am joined today by Ada Camp, a.k.a. Ada, the cycling safety equipment grader. Uh, Ada, the only person to hold the number one hit single in the Sounds Like Things Falling Down the Stairs charts. And, of course, uh, owner of the world's only glass llama. So um, thank you for joining us. Well, you've done your research. Hello, it's delightful to be here. Hello, hello. <laughs> it is lovely to have you. I, it was hard doing research. You've done so much. I mean, I've picked merely three of the millions and trillions of things that, that you've done. I know, I don't want to sound unbearable. <laughs> there is a thing, there's only so long a podcast can go on for. I mean, it could have been six or seven hours just listing the accolades and we'd have had to go. It'd be yes, awkward. Yes, one day. That'll be my final show, just me listing my accolades. <laughs> that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? And then they go, and she's done this and this and this and this, and then you come on stage, just go bye and walk off, and Thank that's like a dream Goodbye. gig. Good night. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> be impressed by me. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> be One wonderful. Day. One day. So, how how are you, Ada? Are you doing well? I'm all right. Yes, I'm delighted. The sunshine has come out, and it thrilled me utterly. Yes, I'm enjoying it. Yes, I'm, I'm feeling better about everything. Why not? The choices are feel worse about everything or feel better. I've picked the latter. I am officially feeling better. That is good. Are those the only two? Cho- like, is, is there sort of feel just, hmm, or is like, can you, because you, if you can feel worse about everything or feel better about everything, I like those. Obviously, you go feel better. Is there also feel silly about everything? Could you feel grumpy about everything? Are there other, I just want to know if there's other options. Well, yes, I think feel worse about everything can encompass silly or grumpy, for example. I find it difficult just to remain neutral about everything unless I'm asleep. Mm. And even then, I'm not really neutral because I'm having crazy dreams. I've been having such bonkers dreams, I can't tell you. And I've been singing my dreams out in the kitchen just to try and get them out of my head. But I think it sort of makes it worse. Like this morning, for example, I was in the kitchen going, I've been eaten by mice in the night. I have such a (laughs) munchy, crunchy delight. Yes, so that was last night's dream. That's a terrifying dream. Wow, that is quite scary. My uh, my daughter woke up uh, the other night at 4am crying, I don't want to eat vanilla cake. <laughs> Dearie me. Dearie me. Yes, lockdown yeah. dreams have been stranger than all other dreams, which is, which is even odder that one isn't having the normal stimulation one would have. I'm not going about. I'm not seeing people. I'm not getting new information. And yet, I've been eaten by mice in the night. <laughs> I was such a munchy, crunchy delight. Extraordinary. <laughs> It's a very catchy song, though. I like it. I wonder if that's our sort of brains are making up because because we can't go out and about. So your brain's going, well, I've got to have an adventure somehow. Although your brain's going, I've got to be eaten by mice. Eaten by (laughs) mice. This slowly, and I didn't mind, it sort of tickled. Extraordinary thing. I mean, it gave them great pleasure. They seemed to want to eat me. And in the dream, I seemed happy for them to do it. But I woke up and I thought, well, that's not sustainable. Yeah. Also, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I, I feel like I know you fairly well, but you're not made of cheese, are you? I didn't think you were well, made of you cheese. See, this is the thing. My grandfather claimed to be partially made of cheese. <laughs> right, right. But I don't know, you see, if it's a genetic thing or a psychological thing or a fantastical thing. 
I think it's probably best not to find out. Yeah, and I guess if, if he was if he was at least partially made of cheese, that's two generations above you. So you, you might just be a little, you might have like a little toe of cheese. You see, possibly. Or I might have random globules of cheese floating mm. around me. The cheese might move constantly. It might not be constant cheese. Cheese on the yeah. move! That's difficult. Do you, it, when it's hot weather, do you slightly melt? Does any of you like slightly melt? Not visibly. Emotionally, but okay. not visibly. <laughs> Oh, maybe you've got cheesy emotions. That would be a bit like having emotions like in the films where maybe you're very overdramatic about, oh, no, that would be a cheesy emotion. Yeah, well, very much so. I can get quite overdramatic. I had one (laughs) dream about being lost in a theatre and being completely nude, and I made a song about that. Do you want to hear the song about that? Please do. Completely nude. Completely nude. I can't find the stage, but I can hear the cue, and I am completely nude. <laughs> That's that is brilliant. I, I mean, I I feel like there's going to be an amazing hit album just from your dreams Lockdown that you're going to put together at the end of this. Yeah, I I like all of it. I I feel like I'm going to be singing uh, about being eaten by mice for for days. After there's a lovely harmony. I can't do it, but if you go, I've been eaten by mice, and, and then you go, mice in the night. I think that could work tremendously well. That would be. I mean, I'm willing to give it a go if you want to. Do you okay, want to give it right. a try? So your line is mice in the night, right? Sure. I've been eaten by mice in the night. Mice in the night. I was such a munchy, crunchy delight. Crunchy delight. This is very good. Very yeah, that was good, wasn't it? I was slightly off timing wise, but I I feel like I had the emotion there, so hopefully it, that's it the didn't most ruin important it. bit. I would hate for you to do a soulless harmonisation to one of my lockdown dream songs. That would be a nightmare, quite literally. Well, yes, and then you'd have to make another song about it and then I'd have to join in with a bad harmony. It would be an endless cycle and we we wouldn't want that to happen. It would, very much like the accolade show, but longer. Yes, oh, wow. No, I'll steer clear of it then. Um, Well, I mean... This it sounds exciting. I was I was going to ask you. Obviously, you know, um, all our listeners are or stuck at home, or they might be about to go back to school, depending on where they are in the world. Um, but uh, I mean, apart from singing your your dreams, have you got any other good tips for you know if you're stuck indoors or you're stuck at home? What what how else have you been keeping yourself amused? Well, I I bought a packet of a thousand googly eyes, um, and I put two massive ones on the tumble dryer which has pleased me immensely. And I've put kiwi eyes on, uh, eyes on kiwi fruit and googly eyes on things in the fridge and googly eyes on objets around the house. Now I realise, you know, this is a comedy club for kids podcast. You may not be allowed to put on googly eyes. So the other thing I've done is to make a kitchen utensil, a kitchen object, king or queen for the day. And every time I go into the kitchen, I pay certain deference to the king or queen. So it could be the whisk. Hello, your majesty, you say to the whisk. Or it could be the toaster. Good evening, you say to the toaster. And you make a kitchen item, king or queen for the day, and just enjoy that sense of deference. Normally, I have a sense of confidence in the kitchen. It's quite nice to go in, to be crouched low, and to be to be paying homage to a, to, to a kitchen utensil. So if you can't do the googly eyes, do the king or queen for a day in the kitchen. Ideally, though, I mean, do both. <laughs> I mean, it sounds amazing. Hang on, I've got questions for, about both. Of First of all, though, googly eyes, googly, yes. which I love, and I I always feel like kiwis should have little googly eyes. It just feels that feels right to me. They've got little hairy heads. Exactly? I feel like they should have little eyes on those. I hairy had one heads. at Christmas, festive Mary, the shy kiwi fruit. 
<laughs> Festive Mary. What a lovely name for a Kiwi. That's yeah, perfect. It's really perfect. Delightful. Now, my concern, and I say this to you, so I'm, I'm a vegetarian and, and, you know, that means I don't eat things that were, that were once alive. I don't eat things with faces is what I used to say. But then there are smiley potato shapes and I really enjoy eating those. So that's slightly ruined, ruined it for me. But if, if I put googly eyes on all the vegetables, does that then mean I can't eat them? No. I've got a face. Although, to be fair, I can't bear to touch Festive Mary, and she is still in the fruit bowl, wizened. <laughs> she is now wise, Festive Mary, because I just can't bear to either peel her eyes off or put her on the top of my porridge. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, it depends. If you approach the whole thing with a sense of fun and you give yourself a cycloptic courgette to play with, if you're worried about the sentience of your, of your vegetables, then just do the king or queen for the day kitchen utensil thing. Sure. I don't want you to become overburdened with worry or care about this. If you find googly eyes on things amusing, you do that. If you're worried about it, darling, well, don't do it at all. Well, it's just that, as you say, like you, you might suddenly befriend them all. Like, I'm worried if I give if I give them all little eyes and little faces, I'll suddenly think, well, I've got a whole bunch of new friends in the kitchen now, and I don't want to eat them, you know. And, and I, that was my concern. If you've if you've still got festive Mary, uh, he's now sort of wise. Festive yes, Mary. That was that was my only worry. I I mean I do I fully applaud. I think Googly Eyes should be on pretty much everything possible. But that that was my concern. But if you're saying that we can get you can still eat them, then it's all right. Well, you just have to be vegetables. As I said, I've got eyes on my tumble dryer. I've had eyes mm. on my almond milk. I've got eyes on the fridge. Uh, let's see what else. I've been putting eyes on everything. So put eyes on things that aren't vegetables. Put them on objects instead. How about that? That is brilliant. I've always got eyes on my fridge, so it'd be quite good if it had eyes on me back. I think it would uh, yes, stare yes. me out, so I wouldn't quite keep fun. raiding it. It's it is really good. You put them at a jaunty angle. It's, I mean, it's, it's an absolutely brilliant idea. And also, I think if, if listeners were to do it, say, like, uh, without their parents noticing, so when their parents go into the kitchen and suddenly there's everything's looking at them, yeah. that would be incredibly terrifying. That would be wonderful. So I've got to ask as well about the uh, having sort of kings of or queens of the kitchen, having having royal kitchen uh, implements. Does that mean you can't use if they're the, if like say if you make the whisk king, uh, but you really need to whisk something? I'm guessing you can't then use the king for that day because that would you'd get in you'd get in a lot of trouble. Yes, I will say I haven't used say for example on pancake day. I didn't mm. make the whisk or the spatula, the royals, for that day. Ah, I would choose yeah. strategically another object I wasn't planning to use. For example, the smoothie maker, which I always think I will use but never do. If one makes <laughs> the smoothie maker, king or queen for the day, there's a certain aloofness there and you can carry on. But yes, don't use objects, I would say, that you're, you're going to use to make whatever food you're going to make that day. Although, I don't know. I mean, goodness me. You know, the royal family work very hard they're very useful you if you as long as you ask nicely i presume you could use the royal whisk to make your pancakes as long as you you know applied the certain a certain respectful air to the procedure i mean i might suggest this is perhaps quite a dangerous suggestion but you could have a revolution where say uh you take the king or queen whisk and ah, i've used the king whisk and they don't have a choice we have revolutionized the kitchen oh that's wonderful in fact you could put googly eyes on all the soup spoons and stage a coup <laughs> 
absolutely. <laughs> That's an amazing idea. Brilliant. What well, fantastic idea. Thank you, Aidan. That is uh, properly great. And I'm going to, um, immediately after we finish speaking today, I'm going to go and put googly eyes on everything possible. Um, now, of course, this is an audio uh, podcast. Uh, for The listeners are hopefully listening to this with their ears and hopefully not anywhere else. They have a trouble like, with their knees or something. But I don't know how people do things. Um, and I just wonder if you, and I, I'm, I'm aware that you gave us a favourite noise uh, back when you are on this podcast in, in season one. But I wonder if you've got a favourite noise that you could share with the listeners now uh, and potentially even make. Of course, yes. Well, I've been doing a lot of growling during lockdown. Now, I sometimes growl alone, but I found myself spontaneously growling, which I'm worried about. When I re-enter life, I'll just be walking around the streets growling because I sort of forget I'm doing it. Uh, so I just I find myself doing it. So it, it is my favourite noise, clearly, not always consciously. But today I've growled at least 72 times. Uh, so I'll do wow. one for you now. It goes like this. Oh, wow. That's an amazing growl. But that's a, do you know what? That's a really friendly growl. Because I think when people hear growl, they might think like it's a terrifying monster. Or, ah, you know, but that's a really friendly growl. Yes, I think do. if I could purr, I'd be doing that. But I, I can't, unfortunately. So I do the growl. It's very content. Seventy. If you've done that 72 times a day, I'd have said that you'd had quite a nice day. Well, I'm, as I said, if the sun is out, the growling is up. Let's do it. Oh, I think happy, happy growling. That's a lovely thing to do. Thank Brilliant. Um, and I hope everyone that's listening will, will give that a go. Um, and of course, the other very important thing that I have to ask you, possibly the most important thing, really, um, aside from the question that we'll come to in a minute, um, is that this is a family friendly podcast suitable for everyone of all ages from minus six billion all the way to ages that they'll have in the future that we don't understand yet. Um, and so I just want to check um, if you can give us a, a rude word that you definitely won't be saying throughout this podcast just um, to yes, show you I will not friendly. be saying bottomy trinket oh oh goodness wow I'm very pleased you that is bottomy trinket that is Bottom, oh that yes, is don't say bottomy trinket because if you say bottomy trinket then you've said bottomy trinket and the whole point of this mm. section is not to say absolutely mustn't trinket. say there's bottomy no pleasure trinket, to be yeah. had there's bottomy trinket it's not in any way deeply enjoyable to say and it's important to remember that Yes, yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I don't think anyone should say bottomy trinket, and it is a truly appalling, appalling term, and I, I thank you for avoiding it, really. Yes, no, you're very welcome. I won't be saying bottomy trinket again. I would say it almost takes a level of training and expertise to not say it, and I, I think I, I applaud you. For uh, in, in response to that, I would say... <laughs> Great, which is better than saying bottomy trinket. So 74! <laughs> Perfect. <clears throat> Actually, it was 75. You did two earlier, so 75! there we go. 75! <laughs> I've exceeded right. my own expectations. You're doing very well. Let's see if we can get to 100 before the end of the podcast. That's quite a lot, though. That's <laughs> 25 <76. more. laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, brilliant. Well, the, obviously, the most important thing that I have to ask you, uh, the actual most important thing, is that we're being sent in a question from Connor, who is 11 years old, and he says, I live in America. Um, I don't know where, so I think just all of it, all the time. All Maybe he's very tired. Yeah, he's just sort of walking around. They'd be exhausting. I mean, it's quite big, America. I think it's like bigger than, I don't know, uh, bigger than a couple of houses. I think there's at least four or five houses there. Um, yes, maybe even a couple of roads. So anyway, if he's walking around all of America, that is, well, poor him, must have very tired feet. Um, I should also add, before I give you Connor's question, which is great, um, that he did, he also said, here's a stinky hippo. I hope it smells good in the studio now. Now, Age, if you don't know, we, we've had a lot of stinky hippos sent into Comedy Club for Kids HQ and it reeks. I'll be honest, it reeks. It reeks a bit like, yeah, like someone sort of ate an omelette and then sicked it up. 
Uh, is that sort of, it's a really horrible smell. Horrible. And then left it there for four days. Good yeah, and Connors willingly sent me a stinky hippo. Um, which... Oh, well. It is awful. You don't. You don't have any. You don't have any. You haven't been sent any stinky hippos. I hope during this lockdown. No, I hadn't. I think I had a fetid elephant at some point, but I'm, I'm not. Oh, I'm no. Hide nor tail of a stinky hippo. Thank goodness. That's good. Yeah, do try and avoid them. It's uh, it, it's really. I mean, I, I won't. I, there was a moment, Connor. I'll be honest. If you're listening, where I was going to not answer, not get Ada to answer your question because I didn't didn't want the stinky hippo. It's really everything. Everything smells. It smells a bit like a cat did a poo and then uh, and then sort of sprayed the poo in really horrible teenagers deodorant like that sort of really horrible smell and then Good left it gosh. for three weeks in the sun. Yeah, it's that kind of. Anyway, anyway, no, no, let's put that aside. I'm going to let Connor off. Obviously, I'm sure he had good intentions. Um, but Connor has asked the very important question. I know you are an expert on this and you can answer it properly, um, uh-huh. Ada. So Connor's question is, why are farts called farts? Connor! I'm delighted that this question has been brought to me because I am indeed the person that can answer this. Are you ready for the answer? I am ready. I'm so ready. Just before I do the answer. 77! (laughs) Hurrah! This is the the reason, Connor. Now, many years ago, before you were born, perhaps even before America was colonised, in the 16th century, think of Shakespeare. Maybe you can. There was such a thing as a skirt that ladies, and in fact anybody could wear, it was called a farthingale skirt, Connor. Farthingale skirt. It went to the floor. It had a lovely hoop on it. Now, at this period of time, those who were not ladies or didn't want to wear the farthingale skirts would wear breeches and trousers. And if they made any bottom burps, the breeches and trousers would let the bottom burps escape into the atmosphere and only dogs and small animals would be blamed for the smell. However, when ladies let loose a bottom burp, the farthingale skirt encompassed the air completely and did not allow any of it to escape Connor and ladies would blame the smell on the poor air circulation between their legs and they got away with this for years. Well done, naughty ladies. So the smell became known as a farthing smell and then it got shortened to farce. And then because T, the consonant T is more pleasurable to say, the whole thing, the fetid smell between the legs of the ladies became known as a fart and that is shot down the centuries to us and that is why connor farts are called farts because ladies did bottom burps in large skirts in the 16th century thank you very much indeed wow i mean that was um, that was incredible wow that was a proper history lesson there uh, for us all kind of i mean i've got a lot of questions if they if if the farts couldn't escape did these lady skirts just inflate and inflate and did many of them sort of float off into the sky because they'd done too many farts. Like if you had a lot of beans, would you just sort of float off like a hot air? No, no, quite the opposite. Things would get heavier and heavier and the fetid smell would weave around the legs. Any small creatures that unfortunately got under the skirts would immediately expire or at least faint. And so they would leave trails of expired shrews and voles and small 16th century rodents in their wake <laughs> as they walked around and they wouldn't float. No, no, heavier, heavier smell. Yes. Yes, wow. it's quite serious, and, really. 
It's very serious, and it's one of the things I, one of the few things I know about the past um, was it was well, one was it, it was ages ago. It was really it was, it was like longer ago than last weekend. Um, but the other thing is uh, like they always had to like it was it took them ages to get dressed and undressed because there was so many clothes on, weren't they? It wasn't just like pop your pajamas on. You always had to take off waistcoats and you know Quite, all the yes. other different bits and pieces. Layers, so, layers, and layers. That's it. So, like a a, a a farting skirt, which I'm going to call it by its correct name. Um, that must like if if, you, if there was a fart trapped in there, how long would it take them to escape it? Well, I mean, this may this may just be Wikipedia, but I think the longest was seven years, eight months, and that's oh, because no. in those days there was no such thing as Velcro. Imagine that, extraordinary. No such thing as Velcro. Amazing. Uh, and so everything had to be tied by hand or buttons. And so if you had done a bottom burp and it was weaving around the fretted skirt and you'd killed all the rodents in your immediate area, you couldn't entice anybody towards you to undo your skirt. So you'd be there for what I think a technical term is sometime. Wow. And that'd be awful. And of course, I guess a bit like sort of when a balloon deflates, if, if somebody started to untie it, a little bit would come out of time. And it could it potentially knock them out, and yeah. you have to wait for someone else to come along to yeah. Yeah, take yeah. it apart. The whole thing, disaster. Wow. Thank goodness for mini skirts, which just let the bottom burps escape into the air. That's it. That's it. You need a, a good swooshy, or either a little skirt or a swooshy skirt. And yes, then and just that would take centuries, Taylor. You see, another 200 years before the mini skirt or even a shorter skirt would emerge. Wow. And, and to think that all those people that wore britches. They just got away. They just got away farting when they liked. And well, that's no the thing. If you look, you see at historical costumes, the britches have flaps. You see? Oh, of course, right on the bum, don't yes, they? Yes, they do. So they you just sort of open the flap, let one out. Let and, one uh... out. Nobody would ever know. The ladies, skirts, fetid air, rodents, nightmare. Poor ladies. It was what a tough time. What a Tricky. tough time it must have been. That's that. Really... That's history for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's uh, yes, absolutely, absolutely sums it up. Well, I mean, that is incredible. I think that's the first bit of proper historical uh, knowledge that we've had uh, on this podcast. I think Connor's got a definitive answer there. Um, I wondered because, uh, you know, I, w- I was looking this up though, Ada, and, and obviously we, we say fart, and I guess that's because of f- farting skirts. But I was looking up, and like in um, in lots of other languages, they didn't they call it something different. So like in, in, in Catalan, they call it a pet. A pet? Oh, yeah. Because of the sound, possibly, like that. Maybe. Possibly. I mean, I was slightly worried that do people keep farts as their pets? Gosh, maybe. I've, yes, possibly. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Do you sort of let one go and then you, you store it in a jar and you, I don't know, you feed it? Presumably you don't let it go in that case. Yeah. Keep, oh, keep it oh goodness. Yes, well, absolutely. I don't know how you'd, you couldn't really put a lead on it. Maybe that's hard. what those invisible leads you want you to be able to get for dogs. Maybe that was for hmm. walking your farts. And it became a sort yes. of joke shop thing where you have an invisible dog, you know, on your lead, but actually it's for walking your farts. Yes, maybe that is it. And, and I, yeah, and it's, it'd be quite good as well because then you could always blame it on your pet. The smell would always be your pet's fault, well, which quite. is what we do now anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That, that is fascinating. Um, one, one of my other favourite ones in Norwegian, you might like this, um, the word for fart is, is prump. I do prump. like it. You're completely yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> It's something quite proud about, isn't it? It's a prompt. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Prompt. Yeah, it makes it sound like you've got a very sort of um, glamorous and bold fart. It's something I quite enjoyed about it. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then the other ones, I was trying to think of some other ones. Uh, there was quite, uh, in, in Gujarati, it said that there were two ones. There's, there's either Pim Pim or Poom Poom. So I'm guessing <laughs> that depends on how, on the fart. Yes. Well, I, I yes, I do those. Both those Pim <laughs> and the Poom Pooms, I have to say, during lockdown. Yes, me it's the too. the amount of me bread. Too. I can't keep away. I cannot keep away. Put eyes on it and then it'll keep you no make it king make the bread king or queen I should make the bread king or queen yes you're right actually yes I've been Major. eaten by mice in the night <laughs> <laughs> and that could happen to a bread king or queen um is, is have you got any I mean do you do you think farts should be called anything different I don't know I mean one of my favorites was when somebody used to tell me they they always said it was like uh if somebody farted there was you say oh someone stepped on a frog and I always like that one because that is, I think, an appropriate sound, even though it's a horrible image. I do feel bad for the frog. I'd feel worse yeah, me for too. a stepped-on frog than a googly-eyed vegetable. Yes, me too. Me too. Um, but I wonder, do you have any preferred um, words for fat or, or anything you think perhaps they should be called instead? Oh, I don't know. I mean, one could name them. If one was going to take them out for walks, then one would have to name them, really. I mean, it's only a shame one can't put googly eyes on a fart. I mean, that would be the ultimate, really, to, oh to put googly goodness. eyes on your pim-pim or your pom-pom and just leave it in the corner there as a little green fug waiting for you and then to offer to take it for a walk. I mean, that, I will say to you, I mean, I'm a fairly imaginative person, but I think that way madness lies. <laughs> yeah, I would advise any listeners that are thinking about get, taking their fart as a pet. Uh, I mean, I miss company too, but I, I think that could be pushing it. Yeah, it's slightly too much, isn't it? That is, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a very good point. And I think I'd definitely advise against it. I'm, <laughs> I'm also just, I'm also just very concerned. But it's, it's more, I'll tell you what I'm really stuck on is the idea of how you put googly eyes on one. And I think that's going to bother me for a very long time. Yes, it would have to be very thick, wouldn't it? Yeah. Would have had I just... to have, yes, eaten something that, yes, that really did hang about. Oh, I tell you what, one could put on a farthingale skirt, for example, to <laughs> recreate the past. And then if one does a bottom burp in a farthingale skirt, one could just neatly drop some googly eyes into the skirt. Oh, that's very good. Yeah. Or stick them onto the bum of the skirt as well. There you go, you see. It's all yeah. possible. Everything is possible. I think that's a that's a beautiful apart from uh, going a, out a, a meeting beautiful friends bit of advice. People. But apart from that, everything is possible. Apart from, apart from that, but everything. Hey, who needs friends when you've got a, a pet fart with googly eyes? Absolutely, that's going to enter my dreams tonight. I look for <laughs> yeah. <all> that tomorrow. <laughs> Please send me the song, <laughs> and <laughs> I would I would love to hear it. And I I mean I think you're going to need a full. You've you've got two two tracks so far. I don't know if there are any others that you, you've had before, but we know of two two songs for your album. You can need at least eleven for an album. Eaten by mice in the night. Mm. Yes, those yeah. Two. You're going to need a sort of perhaps a sort of ballad uh, in there at some point. There is one about going to the toilet and had chatting to a friend, but the, the lyrics are not comedy club for kids podcast friendly. I'm afraid. Mm. Sure, so that's sure. Three. That's three. Four yep. could be the uh, king queen kitchen for a day, and five could be the googly eyed fart in my skirt. I just well, need to wait for the tune to occur to me. 
Well, I hope it does. I One can't it does force it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, wonderful. Well, that's definitely an EP, and I, I look forward to it being released. Um, it will uh, well, be no, done. hang on again. <laughs> she, yes. <laughs> oh, no. It's impossible to escape fart jokes. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for your, uh, your expertise on, on all of this. Um, and and what, what are you doing for the rest of the day, uh, Ada? Have you got anything exciting uh, planned? Uh, I'm going to play a Beamish-themed Monopoly this evening, because I know how to live, and uh, drink some brandy. That's my plan. Do, do, do you know Beamish, Tiernan? Do you know, are you aware of this? I don't, I don't know Beamish. Beamish is a living history museum in the north. I very rarely go to the north, but when I do go to the north, I love to go to Beamish and wander around the streets and imagine I'm in the past. Not as far ago as the Farthingale skirt past, I'll give you that. But um, I got bought some Beamish themed Monopoly, so I'm going to play Monopoly tonight and drink, drink some uh, tawny coloured liquids. So can I just sorry? Can I check? So Beamish, it's a museum, but it's like you're walking around the past. Yes, yes, it's an old fashioned museum. Yes, living history or something like that. I love it. It's got trams and fish and chip shops and sweet shops and all sorts of lovely things. That's amazing. And does it ever sort of catch up? You know, how far ago in the past is it? And then if you were to visit it in 200 years' time, would it now be now? Very good. I think it's technically called the Vic Wardian period. I would ah. imagine it's sort of, you know, late 19th century up to the early 20th century. Everyone's wearing hats. People are wearing aprons and bonnets and things. There's a pub. Hurrah! Uh, but yes, I don't know 200 years in the future. Yes, who can say? They're building a yeah. Georgian hotel there and I can't wait to go and stay. It's my secret naughty thing, Tiernan. I can't believe I've shared it with you. I love it. <laughs> I love a bit we won't of tell anyone. We won't tell anyone. And also, I mean, you know, it's it, you know, I'll be honest, it's very hard for people to time travel. Um, so it, it's probably still going to be okay for you to go there and, and not many others to make it. You might be there with sort of Doctor Who and uh, a couple of others. I, I doubt many of the other listeners will manage to to travel back. No, possibly not. Well, you're very welcome if you'd like to come and join us. If you can, if you can make it. If you can squeeze it through the timey tubes of the of the past, the timey wimey tubes, then please do come and join me for a sherry in the, in the pub, whatever it's called. I can't remember, but it'll be on my Beamish Monopoly. <laughs> Fantastic, brilliant! Thank you so much. <laughs> what are you doing, Tiernan, for the rest of the day? Uh, I, um, I don't know. I think I'm probably wrangling, uh, my daughter who has got into a habit of, um, picking her nose and then putting something in my hand and going, that's for you, daddy. It's a bogey. And, uh, that's generally my life now. Oh dear. All right. Well, yeah. good luck with that. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> and obviously I've got to deal with all these stinky hippos. Oh, what to me trick. No! <laughs> oh no. Sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Did very well. Hooray! Hippopotamus! Hippopotamus! And get out! Ah, phew, that is the last one. Wow, it is still quite smelly in here, but I think that might just be me, which is fine. Thanks so much to Ada for joining the show again. I hope that she answered your question for you, Connor, with that historical knowledge. And hey, why not go and get yourself a farthingale skirt to contain all your own farts with so you can keep them as pets, you know, if you need something to do. 
I know uh, that if you're listening to this in the UK, that you're going to be back at school soon. But there will continue to be episodes of this show for quite some weeks to keep you company on your journeys to school there and back, or just to listen to uh, whilst you're back at home and have run out of ways to annoy your irate shaved gorillas. Sorry, grown-ups. We have currently got heaps and heaps of your questions still to answer. I know, I know there are big piles and piles of questions in Comedy Club for Kids HQ. They've been covered in stinky hippos up until now, uh, but we will get round to answering all of them. But of course, the more you send in, the more shows that we can do. So get those grown-ups to help you email us at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. And if they fancy buying us some stinky hippo recovery spray too, then they can donate a pound or two to our ko-fi.com forward slash comedy club for kids or ACAST supporter page. And please give us a nice review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts from so that other people can uh, listen into this show as well. Um, unless, of course, uh, if you get your podcast from the Stinky Hippos R Us retail outlet, because please, please just don't send us any more. Please. My nose is about to go on strike. Thank you. Bye! You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, it's the end.